In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review, for the week ending March the 4th, the American Farm Bureau Federation recently released an economic analysis on the Trans-Pacific Partnership, or TTP, as to what the trade pact will do for net farm income here in the U.S. It shows TPP will boost annual net farm income by $4.4 billion. And AFBF President Zippy Duval was very encouraged by what the industry is finding in the agreement, but he does know there could be some differences among some of the commodity groups. American Farm Bureau, we represent all our commodities, and we probably have some commodity groups that may differ in opinion of that. You know, and if you look at what happens to corn, you know, corn may not be increased in exports, but we have a lot of increase in our protein products and beef and pork and chicken, and we're going to have to feed those animals, that corn that we grow here in this country, so it will mean a boost for our grain farmers too so this is a very positive report that we've got back and we're looking forward to working with the administration and congress to make sure that this gets passed so that we can help the farm economy across this country the report forecasts farm price increases for corn of five cents per bushel AFBF also predicts price increases for beef at $2.66 per hundredweight, a $2.45 increase for pork, and a $1.45 increase for poultry. Dairy products would also increase, including milk rising 21 cents per hundredweight. The U.S. International Trade Commission is preparing a formal analysis for the administration, which will formally ask Congress to ratify the deal. Well, a final rule amending country of origin labeling regulations by removing the requirements for muscle cuts of beef and pork as well as ground beef and pork was published in the Federal Register this past week. Pro Farmers First Thing Today reports the repeal will immediately take effect. Cool requirements for beef and pork muscle cuts were repealed by the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2016. USDA stopped enforcing the cool requirements back on December 18th. USDA's National Agriculture Statistics Service says the service has started its planting intention survey to see what farmers plan to plant this spring. The March Agricultural Survey will include approximately 84,000 of the nation's farmers to determine their plans for the upcoming growing season. NASH Southern Regional Director Jim Ewing said the March Agricultural Survey provides the factual data that underpins these projections, making it one of the most important surveys they conduct each year. And they appreciate farmers taking the time to complete these surveys. We couldn't do what we do without the hard work of our American agricultural producers and them supplying that information to us when asked. We truly appreciate that. And Ewing reminds farmers the information they provide is kept confidential. It comes into us and it gets combined with other reports and then those reports are released and never can be traced back to an individual report. Now NAS mailed the survey questionnaires in February and encourages producers to respond online or by mail. Those producers who do not respond by the deadline may be contacted for a telephone or personal interview. Then after all the information has been compiled, the results will be released in the annual prospective plantings report and quarterly grain stocks report. Both of those will come out on March 31st. Well, in other news, information concerning the value of the 2015 peanut crop has been released, and Tyron Spearman has those numbers. USDA's Ag Statistics Service has released the estimated value of the 2015 peanut crop nationwide, it's one billion one hundred eighty-six million nine hundred three thousand dollars. That's a two point five percent increase from last year. But remember, acreage was up twenty percent nationwide. On the price, the average price point one nine per pound. That's nineteen cent a pound, or three hundred and eighty dollars per farmer stock ton. That's a thirteen point six percent lower value 
per tonnage than the previous year. The highest average price was paid in North Carolina, $474 a ton, followed by Oklahoma at $464. The lowest price was in Mississippi, $310 per ton average. Alabama had $324 in second. But overall, Alabama dropped in their value of the peanut crop down 2%. Florida dropped 14%, and Georgia was up 31% after a 20% increase in their acreage planting. But overall, the value of the crop, $1,186,000,000. It's still not just peanuts. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgDem. With this week's Georgia Grown Moment, here's Nathan Wilson. For this week's Georgia Grown Moment, Seth Friedman of Peach Dish talks about the local meal kit industry. Peach Dish is a home meal kit delivery business. We're in a newly growing market segment. This meal kit industry is is brand new and it's it's growing in leaps and bounds. We ship fresh, locally sourced meal kits delivered right to your door. You can experience delicious chef-inspired recipes with a side of Southern hospitality. Seth says that Georgia-grown products have a vital role in their business. We support a, a lot of Georgia-grown businesses. We have over 400 suppliers. We are we partnering with Georgia-grown because it's a huge part of how we're differentiating ourselves on quality of ingredients, not just just the quality of the individual ingredients themselves, but the quality of the folks who are making and growing those ingredients. Seeing that Georgia Grown brand for us is a good indication that, you know, it's somebody who takes quality seriously and also takes the local economic impact seriously, which is a big part of why we do it. For more information about these locally produced meal kits, visit them on the web at peachdish.com. For Georgia Grown, I'm Nathan Wilson. Kathy Isom tells us it's time to start thinking about getting your garden ready for spring. Even though it's still winter, it's time to start thinking about spring planting and getting your garden ready. Experts say now is the perfect time to begin prepping the soil about two to four months before the first seeds are dropped, even if you have no idea what you'll be planting. Start by inspecting the area where your garden will grow, taking a good look at the soil and removing any weeds or dead plants that didn't make it through the winter. Check any raised beds for bowing sides and look over your fence and trellis for stake rot or broken cross members. You'll also want to check for any overwinter weed growth and whether you'll need a trowel or rotor tiller. And speaking of tools, that's also on the Getting Garden Ready checklist. Dust off and clean up all of your gardening tools, and it may also be time for a tune-up of those power tools, lawnmowers, and trimmers. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Grinder talks about the essential but costly foreign trade. Foreign trade. I mention it a lot, but I don't talk about it much. It's too complicated. Agriculture heads the list of everything we export and import. I just read some of the numbers. Example, China imports a lot of U.S. beef. Last year, it was 317,000 metric tons. That's a lot of beef. It brought in $1.35 billion. Now, how many people got some of that $1.35 billion? How long did it take to formulate a trade agreement? Or was beef part of another trade agreement already made? How many ranchers does it take to produce all that beef? And who arranges for it to be transported there? How many workers does it take to get it from the field to the table? I suppose they all got a little bit of that $1.35 billion, but that vast amount of money is just a trickle of the total import-export trade. Foreign trade, uh, it's essential, but it's too much for me. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet. Those reports and more can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.